Hello everyone and welcome back to another PC Boys podcast. So today we have three podcasts to do and not a whole, well I mean we got all day, but I mean like obviously I want to spend some of that day doing something other than just doing podcasts, but we got three podcasts to do today. I'm going to start off with talking about Modern Warfare since it was a fan requested um, podcast. So, um... I'm, instead of doing three podcasts like separately, I'm just going to do interludes into the next segment. So today's segments we're talking about is Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the 2v2 mode, the World War Z um, uh, Proving Grounds update, and I'll be giving my review on that and what I think about that update. Um, and then we will be doing the Wolfenstein 2 review last because it's going to probably take the most time. Um, so if you're here for the Wolfenstein review, I would just skip, because, like, with the different, uh, sections with the podcast, you can just skip, I believe, to, to the one that you want. So, got my cup of coffee, my laptop open, I got my beginning office, uh, underway for PC Boys at my, my personal home, so... Since we can't really do a lot at school, I'm going to make my own office at my house and do podcasts here more often instead of waiting for the guys. And then whenever me and the guys just end up having time to do it together, we'll do it together over the phone um, going forward. So, and I'm sorry, I know a lot of people probably want to hear the other guys besides just me. Some people say they'd rather just hear me, but I just want to let people know that we will eventually get the guys all together again at some point. It's just having everybody, you know, working around everyone's work schedules. So, um, just keep in mind about that. It's not like we're trying to, they're trying to avoid you or that I don't want to do it with them anymore. It's just the fact of being able to fit the time and stuff. And also it depends on what subjects we're talking about. If if it's only something that I can talk about because the other guys haven't even played the game or whatever, or watch the movie, then I'll talk about it by myself. But anyways... So, Modern Warfare's 2v2 mode. So, this mode looks like a very rage-inducing mode. And it's actually kind of new, because Call of Duty Modern Warfare, as you all know, was going to be having, I believe, like a 50-player playlist. They're going to have, like, a 40-player playlist, or 30-player playlist. Um, you know, your regular, like, 6v6 or 8v8, um, and then your 2v2. So, they're doing a lot of different playlists with Call of Duty Modern Warfare. And also, one thing we already know about Modern Warfare is that it's going to be a very, very realistic campaign. They are going to um, test your morals and your um, split decision-making to making decisions very quickly because, like I said, in the game, uh, the enemies, they don't look like uh, enemies. You know, they aren't just wearing an enemy uniform. Where in previous Call of Duties or most war games today, you can tell the enemy based upon the outfit that they're wearing. You're like, yep, that's a bad guy. Well, in real life, people hide in the crowd of civilians. So, Call of Duty Modern Warfare is going to be showing that and kind of what soldiers have to deal with in uh, that uh, regard. Um, so, right now, I have my PC Boys podcast page open just to see if I got any uh, announcements um, or if anybody has any more suggestions that maybe I can throw into the podcast or announce for the next podcast. But So, with Modern Warfare 2 and the 2v2 mode, I was watching Phase Jev play. I have not personally played it because... The, um, I think it was, a the 2v2, uh, might have been a part of a pre-beta or whatnot. Not really exactly sure on that because, like I said, I haven't pre-ordered the game and I haven't really been keeping up to date with Call of Duty because 
I'm not playing Call of Duty Modern Warfare when it first comes out. It's going to be a little while. It's not one of my top priority games. Doom Eternal and Blair Witch are more of, a, more of my priority at the moment because I got Black Ops 4 late, so I'm going to probably grind that out a little bit longer. Um, but yeah, so watching Phase Jeff play the mode, it looks like a lot of the guns have a, a lot of different attachments. Like, we're talking... Any gun having pretty much any attachment you can you can think of. It's actually pretty amazing because it seems like it's a more in-depth uh, customization than in previous Call of Duties. Because in Call of Duty, you're used to just having your class loadout with, you know, your, your either uh, your base um, customizations of weapon accessories or your, or your base, uh, or, or each weapon has its own. But, you know, it, it's just... It's interesting, because normally Call of Duty doesn't go about it like this. And my podcast page is being a, a shithead. Don't worry, we are going to switch our um, our background picture here at some point. World War Z kind of old news when it comes to games. Like, I've had this since the damn game came out earlier this year. So I gotta really switch our, our picture. I'm keeping Spider-Man on there, though, because... Sp- until Spider-Man comes back in the MCU, that motherfucker's not going to leave our... our um, our main uh, page picture, but I'm gonna have to restart my page. Gosh damn it! I'm getting frustrated with my laptop, guys. I'm sorry. I'm trying to do a podcast and deal with my laptop issues at the same time. So, a lot of the time, um, when it comes to playing uh, Call of du- uh, Call of Duty, because I am a very avid uh, Call of Duty player. Like I play Call of Duty a lot. Um, I also play World War Z a lot, too. They're, like, my top two games that I play right now. Um, Call of Duty is normally a very simplistic game. Um, normally when you think Call of Duty, you think zombies, you think TDM, pretty good campaigns for the most part. You know, I I really don't know a Call of Duty game that has a terrible campaign. Like, Advanced Warfare, one Call of Duty that I hate a lot. Don't like it at all. Campaign was pretty fucking good on it. Um, and you know, that's kind of, that's kind of just the the thing, you know, I, I really do like how, um, they are finally bringing back the campaign, and that's one thing that I really didn't like about, uh, Call of Duty, um, Black Ops 4, there was no campaign, they had, like, the specialist headquarters, but that doesn't really count, it's like a, a bullshit reason for a campaign, it's really not a campaign at all, it's just, like, tutorials and shit, um, but, for those of you who don't know, um, about the 2v2 mode, it is a newer mode. It is part of one of the newer p- playlists that they got going on for this game. Um, like I said, Call of Duty Modern Warfare might not have zombies, which everybody knows I basically played Call of Duty for zombies. Jeez, and I don't know if I got the hiccups or the burps or whatever, but... Yeah, um... It's, it was very disappointing that they had no campaign, and I'm glad Modern Warfare is bringing back a good campaign. I always trust Infinity Ward with their campaigns, because Infinite Warfare, one of the most underhyped Call of Duties ever, literally had a good pa- campaign. I love the campaign. Um, it's actually quite uh, interesting how that is. Why is my laptop, like, not allowing me to do anything on it? Like, I got a three bar, and I can't even get on my Facebook page. I can't even get on my personal Facebook page. This is ridiculous. Yeah, no, I'm I'm getting very frustrated here with my laptop, because I'm trying to be able to pull up and see if anybody is trying to tell us stuff. 
or do anything. Um, and it's funny because my laptop only seems to do this with Facebook, so. I'm just going to restart my laptop. See if that does anything for it. Sometimes it actually helps the process. Um, but yeah, so the 2v2 mode is going to be a new mode, like many others, like the different playlists. They're actually seeming to, to go, like, uh, with what Battlefield did, uh, or, or, ha or has done. Because they're expanding their lobbies of how many people you can have in a lobby playing with you. They're really doing a good job at trying to adapt to the competition. And I wouldn't say they're directly straight up copying them. Like, yes, they have a new game mode coming out where you can drive tanks and stuff like the older Call of Duties. Call of Duties had that since COD 3. Um, Call of Duty used to be able to drive vehicles. And I think it's pretty cool that they're bringing that back. Maybe it's not driven by a person, but I think it is. You know, look at Blackout. That's the first time you've been able to drive a, a vehicle in Call of Duty since those older games. Without it, like, being a story mission uh, that you're doing it. Now, like I said, story missions are awesome. Like, I some of the most memorable campaigns I had, Black Ops 1, Modern Warfare 2. Um, and Modern Warfare 2 was unique in the sense that you were jumping from soldier to soldier, where in the Black Ops campaigns, you normally were stuck with one character, except in Black Ops 2, you did switch between Alex Mason, you did switch between Woods, Menendez, and David Mason. So while you did switch to uh, quite a few people, um, it's definitely a lot more different. Um, but yeah, so... The 2v2 mode looks pretty interesting. It looks rage-inducing. It's going to test your skill. Um, while at the same time, it's also going to just be there for uh, people who just want to, you know, have uh, him, you and your best friend, um, just going and being like, yeah, we're better than people. Let's go fuck them up. But then you get random attachments on your gun. So I guess it's, it's to see how well you adapt to situations, especially when it's, like, in close quarters and, like... Call of Duty is normally what we would say would be a 5 or 6 on 6 experience. Like 5 on 5, 6 v 6. And it's very interesting to me that now Call of Duty is turning like Call of Duty into Call of Duty and Battlefield. We'll see how well that the um, 60 v 60 and, and those uh, bigger playlists go. We will see how well Call of Duty actually can make those work. But... I'm just going to say, it, it probably isn't going to be on the levels of Battlefield. Like, if you're somebody that thinks that Call of Duty is legit going to be Battlefield now, they aren't. They can't be Battlefield. Call of Duty has their own formula. Call of Duty is their own entity, their own thing. They aren't going to straight up copy Battlefield. But yes, the 2v2 mode is the main subject of what we were talking about today, just because that's all I've seen gameplay of. And it, it's a bit, it's very simple. Like I said, you spawn in with your friend or a random person, you play and you fight against two other people, and they give you random guns with random attachments, and that's all it is. There's nothing that extraordinary about it, there's nothing that great, I think Kill House was going to return for that, but there's nothing that big about that mode. Like, I, I want to talk more about, like, the 50v50 or 60v60 games, like, big war games. Like, those are the type of things I want to talk about. But at the moment, we don't have actual gameplay from YouTubers or anything about it. And like I said, I'm not going to have any hands-on experience from the stuff for a while. 
It might be till after Christmas. Till I get hands-on experience with this Call of Duty. I didn't get Black Ops 4 till like, June. And it came back, it came out like, what, last October, November? I didn't get Black Ops 4 right off the bat. I bought the Black Ops Pass, yeah, because I want to be able to conclude my zombie story, you know? That's been me. I've been a, I've been jour journeying through this zombie storyline for a long time. So, of course, I bought the Black Ops Pass, because I'm gonna play that last DLC. I'm going to witness and experience that. But... That's really all I have to say for the 2v2 mode. So next, we're going to talk about the World War Z update, uh, Proving Grounds update, and exactly what's included in it, my opinion on it, and if I think that this is a stronger DLC than their previous or not. And, um, to, and then we'll talk a little bit about the future of World War Z's free DLC content coming in the future, which they're calling it, I think, Chapter 2 or Phase 2. So... Uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, transition on over to that. Um, and then after that, we will uh, do the Wolfenstein re uh, 2 review. And welcome back to our second segment of this PC Boys podcast, which I feel like I'm going to start doing podcasts more like, more like this, like just segmenting things rather than making separate podcasts. If there's a lot to talk about, we're going to just start doing segments. I just think it's a lot easier. But now we're on to the World War Z Proving Grounds update. Man. Oh, man. This fucking update has me all over the place. So, so basically, World War Z, for those of you who don't know, has already come out with one DLC content. And every DLC that, the, that these people come up with is free. Everything's free. So you can't complain too much. But I'm going to complain a little bit, okay? And I'm not doing this because I'm an ungrateful little shithead. It's just because I want the development team um, over at Saber Interactive to maybe put some more thought into one specific thing. A lot of the other stuff in the game is perfect, but there's one thing that I'm going to talk about that really irritates me, okay? So first of all, let us talk about, okay? Let us talk about what is in the update. Cosmetic outfits, accessories, new game mode, which is the challenge mode, new weapon, or weapons, if you count the microtransaction uh, stuff, and... Um, Think, I think that was about it. Yeah, I think that was about it. So, what what is um, so bad about this update? Well, I'm glad you guys asked. Uh, you probably didn't, but I'm going to tell you anyways. So, the problem with this um, update is the cosmetic outfits, right? So, it is free content, but the outfits are basically... So the first outfit you get that you can buy for 150 uh, challenge coins, and by the way, for every challenge you complete, you get 100, at least from what I know. I've only beaten them on the normal, but by beating the challenges on the normal level, you get 100 challenge coins, which you can either work towards getting a charm for your backpack, which is their quote-unquote accessories, and an outfit. So the outfit of the characters are... Um, are very, um, 
doll. They pretty much took the default costume and gave it headgear. That was their first costume. The second costume is the same default costume with a different color or co color shade on it. Same costume, different colors, and then the fourth costume you can buy for because it alternates. You have 150 uh, credits and one without headgear with the alternate is 100 credits. And then they have uh, for your last outfit, and this is for, this applies for all characters. The default outfit recolored with the, a recolored helmet. That's it. That's all these outfits are. And I'm gonna be honest with you. I think it's kind of no, <laughs> no. That's just uh, it's really not good. I'm I'm just gonna say. Sorry, um, just doing, uh, some stuff on the page. Um, but yeah, so, the outfits are very dull, okay? They're uninspired, they're dull, they just basically said, okay, we'll put some, uh, we'll put a headgear on every one of the characters, we'll, you know, give them some headgear, and then we're gonna make the default outfit, or the same outfit, just with a different color scheme, and then another helmet with a different color scheme. So, when they decide to do co more cosmetic outfits, because they have more slots for cosmetics in the future, I recommend them actually doing something different. Like, really switching up the costume that they're wearing. Like, make a really realistic costume, like a military-like costume, or and then make a really funky costume, you know? And the challenge coins. So the challenge coins I, I do want to bring up as a separate entity. And I don't and I do I, I do love how they did this, right? So instead of buying cosmetics, you have to play the challenge mode, which as of right now, and will always be, I believe, only online. So you can only play online to get the challenge credits. Now, you can play it in a private and public lobby. I suggest having four people though when you play it. And when you beat challenges, you're gifted challenge coins, which you use to buy cosmetic items, rather that's outfits or backpack charms or their accessories, as they call it, which I have a problem with that as well, because when they said accessories, they were showing um, Angel's Glasses, which is one of the characters' names from the New York uh, chapter or the episode, and Angel, it showed his glasses. Like, oh, they're going to switch, like, you know, the glasses on the people, or they're going to switch the backpacks, or, you know, they're going to switch, like, the minor things on the character. No, we were completely wrong. They didn't switch any of that. They just gave us some black back bling. Um, which, but the good part, though, about the challenge coins is that it's a currency that you don't need to buy. You don't need to go on the, um, store, like, and buy COD points and stuff. It's not like that. It's all in-game. All you do, you beat challenges, you get challenge coins, and you use it. So, and you also, when you do the challenges, you get more of that regular World War Z money. I, I call it World War Z money because I wouldn't even call it dollars. But you get more... World War Z dollars, like, instead of getting, like, 100 or maybe 200, you get, like, almost 400, uh, uh, of, uh, regular money along with 100 challenge coins, and so that way you can still, you have, you get a lot more to be able to buy weapon, uh, attachments and, uh, upgrades, and then also upgrades to your, um, um, to your skill tree, 
And then uh, you also can have money to be able to go and buy uh, custom outfits and stuff, which I think is pretty cool. I, I like how they did that, actually, you know, so that way you're being rewarded two ways uh, over one, which, in my opinion, is perfect. I think that that is a great, great thing. Um, but like I said, the main problem is that, like, they have it, they have such a great idea, they got such a great concept there. Like, okay, we'll give them more in-game money that was already there from the beginning of the game to upgrade their weapons and to continue through their skill tree and buy more perks. Um, and then we'll give them, uh, you know, the challenge coins, obviously, is the main reason why they're there, to be able to buy cosmetics. That's all great, but why does it matter if you, if the cosmetics aren't that good you know like it's a great concept i love everything that you did but the fact that the cosmetic outfits look so garbage because like i said it's either the default outfit with headgear or the default outfit with a reskin with headgear or just the default outfit with a reskin color wise that's it. That's all it is. It's not inspiring. There's nothing that drives you to play the challenge mode. Not really. There's like two outfits, two, three outfits in that entire game that I would want to buy. Meaning I might have to play the challenge mode somewhere around five or six times to be able to unlock those like three outfits. That's saying if I beat it though. But yeah, but they aren't even that great though. You know, they're 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 meh at at best. But it is free content. It's not like they're you know saying hey, come pay ten dollars for these outfits. You know, at least they aren't doing that. So I give them props for making it you know free, obviously, and making an in-game currency. I just wish that they did it a little bit better. So. Um, with the challenge mode, you also get modifiers. So what do modifiers do? Well, for anybody who's played Mortal Kombat Towers with modifiers, it's basically the same concept as that. You um, either could spawn into a game where all the zombies go after one character and everybody has to defend that one character. You could have it where you only can use chain or, or you can't find any ammo anywhere like, you know, how they have like the... The ammo um, cases around when you're playing the campaign to re reload on ammo, they might take those out of there completely and you have to use only like heavy weapons. Um, they could make it so you can only, you, you can't reload your, or, or you can't find um, ammo to reload your gun, but you can just keep picking up new primary weapons or secondaries. They could make it... <clears throat> They could make it so uh, your team or friendly fire is increased significantly. They could make it so there's no more med kits on the map. They put like three modifiers per map to make it hard. And then you and a group of survivors, rather that be your friends or random people hat or bots, but I would do it with people because that's the only way you're going to pass it. Um, it's just better off that way. You know, you're, you're able to, to get your challenge coins, buy the cosmetics you want, and it's all good. But like I said, the cosmetics aren't really that rewarding to begin with. So, you know, yeah, you might you might just play the challenge mode just to get more in-game money to be able to get weapon upgrades and stuff. You might be just doing it for that reason, but I'm sorry. Then here's another thing that doesn't make sense. Why is it that the cosmetic outfits are 100 to 150 challenge coins, which is about worth two playthroughs to one playthrough? 
compared to the back charms. And we're talking about things that just hang off your backpack. That are 500 challenge coins. How does that make any sense? Let me explain that to you. The outfit, the biggest thing, is 150 at maximum challenge coins. 500 challenge coins is the price of a fucking item that hangs off your backpack. Dude, that's ridiculous. I don't know who was over there, but you should probably reverse the prices around. But that would also cause outrage because your outfits aren't that good and they're not worth 500 challenge coins. I think that the back bling should be 50 challenge coins a piece, not 500. And then the outfits can be won 150. I think that would be a good, you know, that would be that would be a good place to to do it. But you know, it's whatever. It's free content. They did also. Uh, they do have buyable content. World War Z does have a few weapon uh, packs out there that you can buy. I got my, one of mine for free when I bought my game. And they have a new one where it's got, like, a hazardous symbol on it, and they're green, and they got a lot of attachments on it. I think it's an SMG, a shotgun, I think they have a melee weapon in there, it could be wrong, a pistol. They got quite a few different things in there, but anyways, it's pretty cool, it's, it's pretty chill. Um, not gonna lie, not gonna lie. Um... But yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty cool. Uh, and I and I and I for the most part, it's a, it's a pretty good DLC. They did add a new weapon. I call it the for Call of Duty fans, you will know it as the FAL. But in, in game, it's called the Classic Battle Rifle. And the gun is good. Like the gun shreds. The only bad thing I would say with the gun is that the re the recoil would definitely be the only uh, downside to that one. Um, thing is definitely the recoil. Definitely the worst of the worst when it comes to that gun. But other than that, the, the gun is very good. It shreds through zombies easily. It does its job very well. It's a very effective weapon. Um, so that was definitely good. And that's really all this out, or the, this um, update had, you know? They had the challenge mode, the new currency, the weapons and accessories, and a new weapon. And the new weapon pack that you could purchase for $5 because they need to get some sort of currency to be able to keep making free DLC content. They did say for their next chapter or the next phase or their next um, slate of content is going to be, you're going to have Horde Mode be, uh, is going to come, new maps, uh, new weapons, you know, new, uh, you know, challenges and stuff like, you know, they're basically everything that you got in the last two updates for the first half, you're going to get in the second half. You know, they're obviously probably going to start off with a map drop, a new, a brand new map to play on for the story mode. They're going to probably drop a new weapon, new zombie type and whatnot. Um, and then when they come around the second time through, they'll add some more cosmetics and stuff. But their, their DLCs, though, they aren't that far spaced apart, you know? But we don't even have a roadmap for Chapter 2 yet, which it will be exciting to see where we're going in the World War Z story. That will be exciting, but I do think that, you know, they need to... When they do release a bunch of content in the game, they need to release, like... A lot more than they do, you know? Like, when World War Z came out with the first content drop for, like, the Tokyo mission and stuff, it was a great drop! It was so fun! But the mission was so damn short that it kind of outlived itself quickly, you know? They added in a new difficulty, they had a new map, new zombie type. You know, there was a lot to like with that DLC. 
but it just wasn't that good because it was so short. Like, the missions themselves, I know, they aren't that long, but it's just so short-lived, you know? But, anyways, I would give this update a 7. That's it. It was, I mean, like I said, the challenge mode is fun and is challenging. The challenge coins, good idea, like it, love the battle rifle. I'm in love with the battle rifle. Every time I see it, I use it all the time. Great weapon. And, like I said, the only downside I really have on this, this one particular update the only thing I bad I have to say about this one update is how the cosmetics look. That's all I have. The outfits are the only gripe I have with this update. And that's why it's a 7. Because this, this whole entire update revolved around challenge mode and cosmetic items. The challenge mode is great. The currency is great. But the cosmetics themselves are not. Which is going to hurt the entire rating, because while they did most of it correctly, the cosmetics were the biggest piece. Because, think about it, you have a great challenge mode, you got a great currency system, besides maybe where some of the pricing is, but other than that, it's great, but then your cosmetics suck. That defeats the purpose of making a great challenge mode and a great currency system. It defeats the purpose because... The thing that you're saving up to buy isn't even that good. So you destroy your rating. Hopefully they do something different with their content in the future when it comes to outfits. But, so that is it for the uh, World War Z Proving Grounds update. Jeez, update. I hope um, that you guys see where I'm coming from if you do play World War Z. If you don't play World War Z, you know, I definitely still recommend buy the game. It's only like 40 or $30. I think you can buy it right now at Walmart for like $33 or $35. It's on rollback, I think. Or, or, or it's at least... Uh, it, it's priced down a little bit. So I would definitely get World War Z. It's a fun game. World War Z is really fun. Like, I can play World War Z all day. It's just when you beat the game over and over, you know, you kind of get bored of it. But now a challenge mode that's going to add more value to the game... Like I said, World War Z was sitting on my shelf for a little while because I had already beaten through the game. There wasn't really much there. Now that I got challenge mode and I got, you know, outfits to earn up. Yeah, definitely. Um, Friday the 13th, the game would be another prime example. It was like a $30 game. I'm going to be getting Blair Witch. That's like another $30 game. These movie-based games I, I tend to see are not even $60 games. But they were they had their own outfits, but they, they had to buy them. You know, while, yes, there's a lot of free content with Friday the 13th game. And with, like with World War Z, there are microtransaction content that you can buy. But compared to the free content you get, you get a lot more free content than you do paid content. Um, but yeah, Friday the 13th probably doesn't have much legs left on it. Um, it, 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 it can't make any more DLC content. I was really looking forward to more Jasons and stuff on that game, but... Anyways, um, that is it for this section. We're going to move on to my Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus. While it's really late because the game came out years ago, uh, while this is a really late review, uh, I still want to do my review on it because my reviews are very interesting um, because I always seem to get very defensive or hyped about uh, something. So, 
Uh, we're going to move on to that segment, and then we'll do a little wrap-up and tell you what's to come in other podcasts. And, um, yeah, that, that'll be about it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our last and final piece of this podcast. And today we're going to be doing our lovely review of Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus. So Wolfenstein, for those of you who don't know, since I'm a big Doom fan, I, I really didn't become a big Doom fan. Like, I was, like, I thought the idea of Doom was pretty cool, but I never played Doom until Doom 2016, and then I became a Doom fan. Like, one game changed me for my life. Now I'm excited for Doom Eternal. I love the previous Doom games because obviously when I get interested in something a little bit late, I go back and play through the older games. But yeah, big Doom fan. And playing Wolfenstein was very interesting because it was like Doom, but with Nazis. So Wolfenstein 2 is made by Machine Games. And I believe id and Machine Games are the ones that used to make the original Doom games and the original Wolfensteins back, like, you know, on the really, really, like, old, like, arcade sort of shit. And you can tell both of these games are legit based off of the same premise. If you look at the HUDs, like, the way that Glory kills and Melee kills in, in both games work, they, they work the same. Basically, you get up close to an inferior enemy and you just fucking brutally murder them. Not with your bare fists in Wolfenstein, you use a hatchet, but in Doom, you know, you use your fists and assume to be the Doom Blade. But yeah, no. In, in both Doom and Wolfenstein, they're both basically based on the same premise. If you look at um, also like where, like where your armor is and your, and your health, your armor and health are basically the same thing in Doom and Wolfenstein. It's just Wolfenstein has them in the middle of the screen, where Doom has them off to the left, but they both are basically the same thing. You collect armor, and you collect health to keep your guy alive. Both games revolve around that. Both games also revolve around picking up ammo. Now, in Wolfenstein, you run over guns, or you pick them up off of, like, you know, gun cases or something in Doom. You just run over the ammo drops and stuff. While that part's a little bit different, still basically the same concept. Now, there was always a theory going around that Wolfenstein and Doom were, you know, connected, and I believe they are because, like I said, there's a demon that Blazkowicz fights in the older um, Wolfenstein games, and then he takes off his arm and leg, and then the demon swears to torture future um, lineage of the Blazkowicz family, and yet... The fucking cyber demon, his arms and legs that are replaced with robotic parts are where Blaskowitz took out his arms and legs. So, literally, the games, I feel like, are connected. Like, if you look at the gameplay, like, of how both games play, and you look at the HUDs, and you look at just, like, glory kills versus the melee kills, you can tell that the new Doom 2016 of Wolfenstein, they, they take place in the same universe. Just hundreds of years after. Like, the UAC is like the Nazis of the future. The main difference, though, is that Blaskowitz can be killed, and Doom, the Doomslayer cannot. Like, in war, the Doomslayer cannot be killed. Blaskowitz can. But, like I said, takes a lot to kill Blaskowitz, though, because he has a pretty big fighting soul. I mean, technically, Blaskowitz in the new Colossus, spoiler alert, was killed. 
but then they put his head bet onto a new body and kept him alive. So technically, he did die. So, yeah, he's not immortal like the Doomslayer, but the Doomslayer is probably somebody along the Blaskowitz lineage. The Doomslayer, though, I think have been fighting the forces of hell a lot longer than Blaskowitz has been alive, so I feel like the Blaskowitz might be a descendant of the Doomslayer, if anything. Like, they're, anyways, they're both badasses. This is becoming less of a review when we're talking about more of connected universes. But... Wolfenstein 2, after coming off of Doom 2016, was definitely a very familiar game. Both games played very similar in a lot of ways. Because, like I said, of the glory kills and how the armor and health system were set up, it's basically the same exact thing as Doom. And it didn't take me long to be able to get into a rampaging of Nazis mode. The game was, like I said, so similar that literally I ran through Wolfenstein barely died. I don't even know if I died. Uh, maybe I died like twice. But I wasn't, it wasn't really hard. Because I was, you know, I was running through the game quite easily, actually. And it has a lot to do with the fact that it's like Doom. It, it was very easy to jump into. Now, IGN rated it 9.1. Polygon rates it a 9. And Steam rates it a 7. And I'm going to rate it, and I, I know normally I say my rating for the end, but I'm going to explain why I'm rating it the way that I am. I'm going to rate Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus, a 7.5. And here's why. While, yes, it still was really fun to beat the shit out of the Nazis and kill them and, and do it in, like, utterly gr grotesque ways, because, you know, Blazkowicz is a badass, um, it's still really... It wasn't on the levels of Doom. Now, let me explain why I'm comparing Wolfenstein to Doom. These two companies clearly have made the same games before, in the past, and have them in a shared, connected universe. Rather you want to believe it or not, these games, Doom and Wolfenstein, are connected. I don't give a shit what you say. Both games are connected. The big problem, though, with Wolfenstein is the fact that the campaign made its protagonist a little too vulnerable, in my opinion. And let me explain why this is bad to me, okay? I understand this is a story game, so I know you need to make a protagonist very... um you know, weak in some ways, because you need to make him human, okay? And I understand that completely, and I understand by giving uh, Blaskowitz, uh, being him, making him paralyzed and dying, and giving him, you know, there is character development there. And, and like I said, if Wolfenstein was a different game, not connected to Doom, or based very similar like Doom, I would be okay with it because it makes a lot of sense because I write books. I, I understand where they're coming from because they're trying to make a really badass character more badass by overcoming him being paralyzed and dying. He's still continuing the fight until his last breath. I understand that. Okay? Like I said, this it's, a, it's brilliant. It's a great story aspect. But the reason for me personally, I don't like that in Wolfenstein, not like in other movies and games or anything. Like, I understand that. 
But that's because if this is supposed to be based off of somebody that is related to the Doom Slayer in any shape, way, shape, or form, this guy should be about as invincible as the Doom Slayer. Okay? And and that and that's and it has a Doom has a lot of the reason why I'm basing Wolfenstein the way that I am. The gameplay gameplay was great, graphics were great, story was amazing. Blaskowitz had a great character arc. I just want Blaskowitz if he is if he's related to the Doom Slayer. I wish he was more like I wish he was more um l less in a weak state, you know. More strong all the time. Like, when Blaskowitz was put in the super soldier suit, I was like, okay, now, like, I, I mean, like, the power suit, and when he was put into his super soldier body, like, his head, when they, you know, put his head onto the, the body, I was like, now that is what I like to see. Like I said, I understand giving Blaskowitz's down moments and, and, you know, because, you know, he's dying and stuff. Like, I understand that. And I get where that comes from from a story standpoint. But for me, if this isn't, like, we're, we're not playing as the Blaskowitz daughters, right? BJ Blaskowitz himself, I look at as, like, a Nazi-killing doomslayer. So I wish that he was more feared than he is, you know? Like... For instance, look at Doom Eternal. The when the Doom Slayer walks in the room, everybody's terrified, even people. And he's not there to kill people. When Blaskowitz walks in the room, he's a very respected man, but he's not as scary to people as the Doom Slayer. And that's ultimately what I wish he was respected, but people were terrified of him because that is ultimately. What the Doom Slayer slash Blaskowitz should be. Respected, but feared. Because of how powerful they are. Like I said, Wolfenstein 2 was a great game. I'm, like, if I have to give, like, the overall game, like, I give it a 7.5 on BJ's part. A whole game rating, I would give this game an 8.5. Easy. Like, this game, the game itself, like, as a whole, is an 8.5. I said 7.5 because of BJ, but now I'm going to reverse that decision because I, I don't know why I was being hard on the game because of one character. But yeah, and that's why, like I said, you know, BJ's character and the way that they dealt with him, I understand why they did it for that game's reason. I just wish that he was more respected and feared like the Doom Slayer. That's all. That's all I'm trying to say. And make him, you know, seem a little bit, like, with less weak points. Don't make him a Mary Sue by any means. Like, still give him, like, emotional problems and stuff. Like, give him that, like, that PTSD. Something like that. But when it comes to, like, you know, him dying and being crippled, like... I don't know, man. Like, if you were related to the Doom Slayer, I can't see you getting crippled. You're either killing or you're being killed. Not getting wounded or crippled, you know? That's it, though. You know, that, that, that's all that I have to really say on, on BJ Blaskowitz's part. I love the character. I love the story. I love the game, the graphics, the gameplay. It's all good. It's, it's all very, very good. It's just, the, it's just you know, when you're such a big Doom fan like I am, and you're playing as a character that's supposed to be related to the Doom Slayer or Doom guy in the older games, you know, you just wish that he was as respected and feared as that character is. But, like I said, it's it's not Doom, though. It's Wolfenstein. It's, it's its own thing. 
Still a great game, though. Still a great character. It's it's kind of one of my nitpicks, okay? It's, it's not. I'm not really being that critical on it. It's just something that bugs me personally. Because I get the game is great. I get the character's great. And I know what they were trying to go with, uh, with giving him problems to make him a very relatable, human, empathetic character. But it's just something that personally I want him to be. Because I'm a big Doom fan. And I think Blazkowicz could be just as feared as the Doomslayer. In his respected world. <laughs> but no. Like I said. I understand. Like if you don't agree with my opinion. That's completely okay. That you know. That's the whole point. We have podcasting. And, and everything. And reviews. If you don't agree. You don't agree. Um, I just think that BJ Blaskowitz. Should be more respected and feared. And have less weak points. When it comes to being physically weak. Um, but mentally yes. Like obviously. Since this is a story game. You need to give BJ uh, weak points. But you can't give him, in my opinion, you shouldn't give him the weak points in a, on a physical level. Like, on a him being paralyzed and stuff. Like, mentally or emotionally, yeah, make him weak. But don't make him weak, like, physically. Because then that kind of defeats the purpose of having a very terrifying guy who just murders Nazis. But that's just my opinion, you know? And like I said, I'm giving the game an 8.5. I'm not giving it a 9.5. I wouldn't even give Doom a 9.5. Doom, I'd probably give a 9. Not a 9.5. Doom is not perfect either. It's great. I like Doom a little bit better than Wolfenstein, I will say. But that's just because Doom, I think, fits my playstyle more. Run and gun. Kill everything that's there. You know, as quick as you can. Move on to the next thing. Wolfenstein is like that too, but the Doom Slayer, I feel like, just does it with much more, much more ease. You know, I feel like the Doomslayer just fucking does everything, like, quick and better. Um, the villain. Let's talk about the villain. Uh, Angle. Jeez, um, this bitch is crazy. Okay, I'll, I'll say that. This bitch is fucking crazy. She'd be sitting there like, oh, do you, chopping off people's fucking heads, and I was like, oh, why don't you kiss someone? It's like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Then you got her fucking daughter, or granddaughter, yeah, I don't know, her daughter, who's fat, and then she gives her shit, and then she escapes with the Americans, on their, on their uh, submarine and stuff. And I'm just like, what the fuck is this? What's up with this crazy bitch? Like, I was so excited to kill her. And then you got to see Adolf Hitler. When I saw Hitler walk in the room, I was like, oh, dude, I get to murder Hitler. This is going to be a good day. Because nobody likes Adolf Hitler. Unless you're a Nazi. Then you like Hitler. But most people don't like Hitler. So as somebody who's playing Wolfenstein, who's a not and B.J. Boskowitz, who's a Nazi killer, you're like, oh, Hitler's dead. <laughs> They didn't even let you fucking kill Hitler, dude. Literally, they left Hitler alone. I was like, I get he's dying of old age, but can somebody kill this motherfucker? Please? Like, he's sitting over... Okay, you're fucking... You're in Venus, right? You're, you're, you're above the planet Venus on, like, his fucking station or whatever. And you're trying to murder... You, you know, you're murdering Nazis... No problem. But you can't even be given the choice to murder Hitler. Like, what the fuck? Isn't that, like, the point of killing Nazis? To kill Hitler? The biggest one of them all? Now, you do get to kill Angle at the end of the game, which is satisfying in the way that, A, she dies, and because she's, you know, a, a crazy bitch that has murdered a lot of your friends. Sure. That's understandable. But... Why would you not be able to kill Hitler? Like, literally. That was something I was looking forward to doing. Never happened. And I was pissed by it. 
Sorry. The villain was a pretty good villain. She was evil, she was a Nazi, and she was crazy. Fits the bill for somebody you want to, to fucking kill um, inside of a game because they're evil. They're an evil person. But, you know, I don't know. She kind of felt underwhelming because, like, you like to have an end fight, like a boss battle. Like Killzone 2, for instance, when back when my dad used to have a PS3, I, I bought Killzone 3. Dude, I love Killzone. Back in the day, Killzone was like my Call of Duty. Like, I played Call of Duty, obviously, during that time, but Killzone, dude? Oh, fuck, dude. I was in love with Killzone. So, Killzone 2, you fought against Radic. My dad couldn't figure out how to beat Radic. He was like, I don't know how to beat Radic. I beat Radic for him. Then he restarted the mission and wanted to beat Radic himself, so then he just did that. But Radic was... Colonel Radic was a bad guy who could teleport. Not kidding you. This motherfucker could teleport wherever the fuck he wanted to. What you had to do as a player was strategize how would you beat him. A lot of people tried shooting him. Didn't work because he teleported behind him and knifed him twice and they died. Because when you knife and kill zone, it's the easiest way to kill people. I was smart and realized he could teleport behind you. So I got, I got into a corner so he would only teleport in front of me. Then he would come to knife me and I would just knife him. But yeah. So, Radic was a villain because he used, a, like, first of all, he sent all of his henchmen after you. Once you dealt with them, he came out. And he was a hard boss because if you didn't think, like, if you didn't have the brains enough to think, this guy can teleport behind me, and that's normally how he gets me, and that you need to go sit in a corner and wait for him to teleport in front of you. Like, if you, you know, if you knew that, then you would know that. Like, if you had common sense, you'd think about that, like, yeah, that's how I'm going to beat him. That's how I beat him. But a lot of the people don't know how to beat them, in some cases. But Angle wasn't like that. Angle wasn't somebody that you had to strategize and beat. Wolfenstein Youngblood. The game looks pretty good. I, I want to play that too at some point. I mean, it's, I heard it's worse than Colossus, but I still want to play it at some point. But it's, um, it's not that great. You know? But at least they have a final boss where you get to fight against a guy in a super power suit. Fucking awesome! You get to fight against a bad guy in a power suit. What else do you want? Like, you know, it works. Um, that's something that I've always wanted. In Doom, you get to fight the Spider Mastermind. Who knows if you're fighting the Titan, God, or fucking the Devil himself in Doom Eternal. Who the fuck knows? But literally, you always get an end boss. In Doom, I mean, in, in Wolfenstein, you didn't. You snuck up on this bitch and you fucking put a hatchet in her head. There was no end fight for that. I mean, I know she's a girl and, it, and she wasn't expecting it, but like, what the fuck? <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah. Villain, great villain, minus no end, no end battle, you know, minus that. Your end, your end boss was those like two big juggernaut fucking guys who were after you. On top of her fucking ship. That was your end battle right there. But. So. Next piece of information. So we've already covered the main protagonist. We've covered the main villain. Let's talk about the supporting cast. They're alright. Anya. I think she would. Her and. Oh, I forgot what her name was. It was the. The black lady with the afro. Dude. Fucking best characters by far supporting one. Anya being BJ's wife, who's pregnant with twins, 
who become the Blaskowitz twins that you play as in Youngblood. She was an amazing character. I liked her. The fact, dude, I was not expecting this, okay? Okay? I'm playing Wolfenstein. I'm killing Nazis, but this is one thing I didn't expect. BJ gets himself into a little bit of a sticky situation, so his fucking wife, pregnant wife, uh, mind you, she's got the belly and everything, slides underneath the door, two assault rifles, hit fire, throwing her fucking jacket off. She's naked. Slot pregnant, naked, sliding under a door, dual assault rifles, hip firing, killing Nazis, and being covered in blood. Never thought I was going to see that in a fucking video game. I saw tits, blood, a pregnant lady, Nazis being murdered with a dual wield, all in one fucking scene. Never expected that in the entire game. Probably one of the most fucking funny, but really like, wow, type of moments in the game. Like, you just never thought you'd see something like that. Then it happens, and you're just like, okay. But yeah, good. It, it, she was a good character. It was just that one moment from the game that I remember so in-depth. It was just like, how, like, I, I was just, just awed by what the fuck I was witnessing. I was like, dude... This is kind of weird, but it is pretty fucking cool at the same time. So, there was that. Um, and then, of course, there is... Um, like I said, I forgot what her name was, but... She was fucking awesome. She always was swearing. I was like, damn. Swearing, A-plus from me. Good job. But yeah, no, she was a pretty awesome character, too. Um... <laughs> I have to remember it. I have to look it up at some point. But yeah. So my final um, score, BJ. I'm giving him a seven point five. Like I said, he has high standards for me. The main character. And by the way, I'm gonna start doing reviews based upon the main character. Now I'm gonna be doing like a full on video game and movie review. But then I will give a main character review. I gotta do a Godzilla King of the Monsters review. That will be coming up. We'll, we'll discuss that in just a second. Um. But yeah. So I'm going to start doing a review on the movie and video game itself as a whole, and then about the main character. But BJ Blaskowitz, I'm going to give a 7.5, because he should be, or probably is related to the Doom Slayer, but yet is not as feared as the Doom Slayer. So I am going to give him a 7.5, because he's still a badass, he's still an amazing character, it's just he, gosh damn it, I wish he, he just intimidated people a little bit more. Um... And then for the game as a whole, I'm giving it an 8.5. It's a really good game. I definitely recommend you playing it. It's fun. If you like Doom, you'll like Wolfenstein. Trust me, I can, I can tell you. Um, but yeah, no, the game was great. Loved it. So, uh, the next podcast I will do will be review. And it won't be today because I've already done like three segments today. I've probably been doing this to an hour or close to an hour at this point. But there, uh, when I do my next podcast, it will be the Godzilla King of the Monsters review and talking a little bit about Kong versus Godzilla and what I expect for that movie and whatnot. And when me, David, and Kevin all get together, we are going to probably talk about a little bit about Godzilla, but we're also going to talk about, obviously, Spider-Man leaving the MCU. We're going to all talk about that. And if a deal is made, we're going to talk about that, too. So, thank you very much for listening to this PC Boys podcast. I hope you all enjoyed Remember to always uh, uh, follow us on uh, any podcast site that you are listening um, to us on. 
Be sure to check out our Facebook page and like it and follow it, you know, to keep up with some polls, some news flashes, or some articles that we might post there. Um, but yeah, that's really all I have to say. Hope you all have a great day. It's raining where we are, but wherever you are in the world, I hope you have a great day or great night. And we will see you all in the next one.